We keep things rolling here on the Sports Cubicle. It has been a seismic change in the National Football League, and we brought the whole crew around the water cooler here on the Sports Cubicle to break down some of the biggest news, not just in the last five years, not just in the last 10 years, but possibly in the history of both college football and the National Football League. And to help me talk about Nick Saban retiring and Bill Belichick leaving the New England Patriots, it's Paul Shavari, it's Devin Tingle, it's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, I'm Mike Mercado, and where do we begin, right? As a 33-year-old going on 34, my entire sports fandom has seen Bill Belichick dominate the National Football League. My entire life, what from the teenage years on, has Nick Saban willing at LSU and at Alabama. And now we are here where both titans of the sports are going in the fork in the world. Will Nick Saban ever come back? Will he go into television? Where is Bill Belichick going to land? The ticket is been stamped. The minutes are counting down until we find out the next destination for Bill. But until then, I want to talk about it with you guys. How big of a moment this is for sports, not just football, but American sports. Paulie, I'll start with you. You and I have always had fun conversations about the Patriots and the Raiders and just how this has impacted your fandom, how Bill Belichick has left a stamp on your fandom all these years. Heck, all of the whole National Football League, your initial thoughts when you saw Bill Belichick now announcing having this press conference with Robert Kraft. He has gone from New England. We'll find a new home next season. Your thoughts on Bill Belichick tenure ending with the New England Patriots. It's the end of an era. That's for sure. I mean, 24 years as the head coach of one team, uh, six championships to go with that. I, I mean, I'm sure he'll coach again just to chase the, the Hallis and Shula win totals. But I think, I, I mean, this might be the end of him. I'm sure a team would take him, but he's over 70 years old. I think he would have to inherit a team that's already ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Marv, are you ready to come in and coach? I'm I'm ready. How about Rick Pitino? He's over 70 also. I mean, I, mean, I don't mean to play an ageist, I but I think, you know, he's, he's been there for a while. He set up a culture. Um, it'll be neat to see him if he if he does coach again. But I think as far as NFL history, this this is a big chapter that's uh, that's changing over right now. Um, and along with Pete Carroll, you, you reminded me before we started that that Pete Carroll also got ousted. And, and those are two. Very important coaches in the NFL, long tenured, and a couple of uh, Super Bowls, um, a, a few Super Bowls uh, between the two of them, uh, including one that they played against each other. That was uh, one of the most controversial endings ever. But it's it's the end of an era. They're two great coaches, and uh, it's time for the next the next generation to start. But um, you know, congrats to them on long illustrious careers. And I think it's. It- so funny you bring up the Pete Carroll thing, right? Because it's been kind of lost in this entire conversation. That is how big it is that Bill Belichick has left the New England Patriots and Nick Saban is now retired and out of Alabama. And, you know, it's it's crazy to me the age thing, right? Because I do think Bill Belichick is going to coach again. But I think it's one of these things where the options would have been even bigger had it been five years ago. Maybe around the same time that Brady had left New England, had Bill Belichick left New England, who knows what kind of organizational power he would have, how much goodwill the difference of senior leader, 65 years old, in the grind of the NFL opposed to going to be 70 plus in today's National Football League when you're going up against guys like Sean McVay. And that's why I want to bring it up to you, Marvelous. Like you see where New England 
is now moving forward in their organization. And this press conference that we saw between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. And now that Ben Johnson has been brought into the rumors of Washington, maybe Bill Belichick is going to Dallas if Mike McCarthy falls this weekend. Maybe he's going to Los Angeles. Maybe he's going to Vegas. We did see that uh, Jared Mayo is now the new head coach of the New England Patriots. So it won't be Mike Vrabel who will be coaching New England. Marver, you know, we, we were we were busting chops about the 70-year-old, the but it goes to your point, right, how fast things move in the National Football League, how quick schemes change, how quick the turnaround is, and how much power does an organization want to give to Bill Belichick? What were your initial thoughts when you heard the retirement and now that a few days have passed by, your thoughts on what he might be doing in the future in the NFL? Well, if I were Bill Belichick, I don't know if I'd want to coach again. And particularly in some of these dome stadiums and warm weather climates, he won't be able to wear his hoodie as much. And that's I think that's a factor. He is 71. He went to college with my friend Jeff, very intelligent guy. I think that he maybe want to be in management at, at this point. Maybe he doesn't want to walk around in, in 20 degree temperatures uh, with his hoodie on. I mean, maybe maybe that would be a good thing, maybe with management and if he could manage and coach, perhaps. I think that that would be a, a good fit for him. I, I I don't know. I don't see him for some reason at Dallas or Vegas or some of these other places. And, I mean, by the way, 70 is the new 50 because Saban's 72. And Pete, and Carol's 72 also, by the way. And Rick Pitino's 71. But in any event, it, it's, 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 you know, and uh, I mean, the president of the United States is going to be over seventy unless they both die. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. It, it, I mean, it it does. I'm thinking of myself. I don't know if I want to walk around the sidelines in the cold at this point in my life, but maybe he does. Uh, but so maybe he does want to uh, coach in a warm weather place or be in management. That's that's what I would do if I he went to Wesleyan University in Connecticut. He's a smart guy. He, he you know he he, he uh, it, what happened is. It, Brady was it Brady that carried him, or did he carry Brady? That's another argument for all the Super Bowls. But uh, now with the poor record they had, you know, it it was inevitable that the end would come, and it's too bad he couldn't have ended it like some people do on an up note, you know. But I, I don't know if he's going to coach again, honestly. Marvelous. I want to. I'm so glad you brought this up, and this is why you're perspective in this conversation is very valued and we're going to get to Devin in just a second but let me ask you this being of the same age group right you haven't stopped working and you kind of found your way to find things that are comfortable for you that kind of work around your schedule that still pique your interest do you think maybe it might be even the opposite of he Mm. doesn't want to do management but maybe he just wants to do x's and o's wake up at five in the morning be at the facility and coach a bunch of youngsters do you think that might be it too. That just somebody his age, his entire life has been working. That he doesn't know the definition of R and R. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think he's the right personality to be an analyst on t- on television, but he'd sure be a darn good one, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, he's, he's really good. He's even, really even with witty. His, his 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 press conferences are witty, but they're a little bit gruff. I, I mean, I don't know if if you know, if he could modify his personality enough, but he'd be one heck of a analyst so he was surprisingly really candid during the nfl 100 mm-hmm. stuff like he was really leading the charge on the the coaches section of that he was yeah. great at the press conference that he had with robert Kraft. 
Like he, I, I think he does. And it's what we've always talked about here on the sports cubicle, right? It's one of the points I've always said. Coaches have always taken the wrong lessons from Bill Belichick. It's never just been, we're on Miami, we're on to Houston. Next question. The, the the beauty of Bill Belichick was the cerebralness of knowing how to get the best out of his players, knowing how to change schemes, knowing how to deflect. And that wasn't a thing of I'm hiding my schemes. It was like, no, 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 I'm making myself the story. So you don't have to ask Teddy Bruschi a thousand questions or you have to ask Tom Brady a thousand questions. You know, like that was the genius of Bill Belichick. And Devin, you and I, same age group, we've grown up since we were 10, 11, 12, since you were six, seven, eight, it was <laughs> New England beating Carolina and Philadelphia and losing to the Giants. And it was just every February we had a feeling we know who was going to be in there. We knew that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were going to be the conference finals. Like it was always a great time to see and live in that moment. And now that Bill Belichick is out of New England, Tom Brady's been gone. How funny would it be if, if also, by the way, Bill Belichick ended up as the Tampa Bay head coach. How crazy would that be? But that's a conversation for a different day. Devin, where were you in your emotions, your thoughts, your fandom when Bill Belichick announced that he's done with New England? I mean, I definitely feel like this was a mutual feeling between New England and Bill Belichick. I don't think one side was kind of, you know, in there. I mean, Belichick kind of knew his time was done. And again, I do see he might want to go and be like to another team and try and, you know, give a better send-off season, you know, because, again, how many people want to end their careers like Peyton Manning winning the Super Bowl? You don't want to end your career like Brett Favre finishing 2-14 and 14, getting carried off the field by all the younger players. Difference between coaching and playing, absolutely here. But Marver brought up a very valid point that he might want to get into management. And, again, Pete Carroll, he stepped down from the head coach role in Seattle, but there's a lot of talks that he's going to go into management with the Seattle Seahawks. And in all reality, that might be the better way to go here. And let's be real here. What team is not going to want to bring in Bill Belichick in any sort of management position? Coaching, different story here. But if he comes back, he's going to go to a team that's going to win within the next year or two. Again, as Paul said it best, he's getting up there in age. And I know Marvin said 70 is the new 50 here, but it does go to that thing here. Everyone wants to finish on a big note, and you don't want to wait around. Again, he's in his late 70s. The average life expectancy in America is 74. These guys are – he's already lived past that. His next day could be tomorrow. So he's not going to want to, you know, uh, trying to think of a word that I can say on the radio. He's not going to want to, you know, dabble and, you know, he's not going to go to the Carolina Panthers and be like, we're going to make Bryce Young great. No, he might go to somewhere like Tampa because Baker Mayfield really has turned that team around. But it's already a, that was a terrible division out there. I mean, you said it best. If Mike McCarthy goes, you know, the Dallas Cowboys will be calling Bill Belichick and he will take whatever money they throw his way. Stop trying to kill off Marver, okay? It's not his. Th- I'm not trying to kill off Marver. Right? You better stop trying to kill off people in their 70s, Devin. And- I'm not trying to kill anyone. I'm just saying. <laughs> but speaking of men leaders in their 70s and impact in the sport here on the Sports Cubicle, we're breaking down Bill Belichick leaving New England, going to find a new home in the National Football League. And that wasn't the only big story we were breaking down here on the Sports Cubicle with Devin Tingle, with Paul Shavari, with the marvelous one, Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado. Pete Carroll was somebody who in this circle is the one that's in the middle of these three coaches. He won a national championship in USC, won a Super Bowl in the National Football League. He went from NFL to college back to the NFL and succeeded. Opposed to, but nothing against a Nick Saban or somebody like Bill Belichick who was the succeeder after what happened in New England. 
a weird way that all these guys are connected, but he has been kind of lost in all this. So really fast, I just want to give his flowers to them because we have to talk about the biggest, I believe, even bigger than Bill Belichick, is Nick Saban's instant, uh, sudden retirement. But really fast, just some flowers really uh, quickly around the cubicle of Pete Carroll, who his teams with Matt Liner and with Reggie Bush, I mean, uh, that USC game against Notre Dame and, and that national championship game against Texas, it, it just it's seared into my memory as a you know, as a young sports fan and then having that crazy game against Denver, but then uh, giving up the Super Bowl with the pass instead of giving it to Marshall, like so many impacts that he was in. And uh, I'll start with you, uh, Polly. He Carroll gone from the NFL. Your thoughts. Uh, it's going to be hard for me to give him flowers because I think he kind of cut and run from USC, but he became a better coach as he went along and inherited or at least built one of the greatest defenses in NFL history, the Legion of Boom out in Seattle. Um, good coach. He, you know, he definitely earned uh, what he did. And it was neat to see him come back after failing in the 90s with the Patriots and the Jets to come back with the Seahawks and become a champion. Marvelous. Pete Carroll, well, we don't know where he will land. Maybe it will be management. Maybe it will be uh, on the sidelines of a different team. But for now, he is gone from Seattle and a legacy cemented, a national champion and a Super Bowl champion coach. Your thoughts on Pete Carroll gone from Seattle? Yeah, Pete Carroll, another youthful 72-year-old. I mean, the one thing to keep in mind is that when you're in the management at some point, this is bound to happen. He said after he was let go um, that uh, it's tough to uh, make, a, make a football decisions uh, with non-football people calling the shots in Seattle. That was a quote from him. So, uh, and even that's even true in, in many organizations where non-football people are calling the shots. So um, that was kind of telling. Uh, I think again, he uh, like he he made his mark in both college and the pros. And he he failed in both the college and the pros. So he's had an up and down career, like the stock market. So uh, I'll tell you, another I don't know legacy coach like the ones, all the ones we're talking about that have been tremendous and, you know, have coached a quarter century, maybe more, maybe a half century when we get to Saban. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's remarkable that uh, when we look at these careers, they're, you know, they're, they're now a lot of people you've never heard of that are now going to be coaches. I mean, giving their first time shot. And so uh, it's a, it's a new era, but uh, Pete Carroll, again, I don't know what he'll do. Maybe was would say, will he be the same questions as Belichick? What do you want to get back into management? Do you want to be a, a commentator? Do you want to coach again? Those are usually the three avenues they take. I mean, at some point, even Brady's going to be a commentator next year, apparently. So, Dev, uh, really fast, your thoughts on Pete Carroll. And then I want you to kind of pivot on the other guy, maybe the GOAT, the biggest sudden one of Nick Saban. Well, your thoughts on Pete Carroll leaving and then being overshadowed <laughs> by Nick Saban announcing his retirement. I mean, I'll say Pete Carroll's was probably the most surprising out of all. All of them, I mean, if I had to really kind of pick one. And I'm kind of like Paul. I never really liked Pete Carroll. If you got to give credit where credit is due, I mean, now that Pete Carroll's gone, I would love to see that man in navy and orange. It would be so great because let's take a look. You know, there's this guy. He played for Seattle. He took him to the Super Bowl twice, a bunch of playoffs. And then they traded him to Denver, and he started sucking ass in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> And then they took this guy who was a journeyman. He was supposed to be great and he was terrible. Came to Seattle and took them to the playoffs. I mean, man, can you only imagine what a team like the Chicago Bears could do if they had a quarter uh, head coach who knew how to like, develop a bleeping quarterback? 
oh, be so amazing. That's probably not going to happen here. But yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Saban just, it was, I mean, again, I, sorry, Marver, when you're on the older side of the thing. And again, it's one of those things you kind of never thought he just, he seemed like a guy who's been there forever. As we've talked about, I didn't really think Saban was ever going to retire. He was going to be that coach that died in the chair, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And again, this is definitely, you know, two of the greatest coaches of all time in Belichick and Saban, you know, one retiring and then the other retiring or walking away. We don't know. And again, who knows? Saban might want to jump into the NFL for one big go. He's going to take Brian Zappi to the playoffs. Uh, and if you can do that, uh, you're the Jesus Christ second coming here. A Bailey Zappi drop. Who would have thought if we would get that? And I would disagree with our co-host, Paulie. I think the Nick Saban thing was one that came out of nowhere. They were in the playoffs. He's won nine national championships. The playoffs are extending next year. So you would think that he would want to stay. But here we are, right, in a new day of college football where a bunch of teams, Michigan just finally won a national championship. Who knows the next 12 teams are going to be for the playoffs. But your thoughts, Nick Saban, I mean, the GOAT, he's he's gone. Yeah, I thought it was weird that he would leave after this season. But, of course, just like Belichick, though, uh, not that Belichick had a, had a choice in the matter versus Saban, I, I knew that they were going to be the guys that didn't want the farewell tour. They didn't want the circus following them. And, and especially with college players, you know, that distraction hovering over them. I would have liked to see Saban go out on top. And I really thought, you know, gosh, you know, Bama had a chance to finish out that Rose Bowl and uh, change the course of history here. But now we're talking about the national champion Wolverines. Um, did we need another uh, Saban led Bama championship? No. But knowing now that this was going to be his final season, I think it would have been neat to see them as a number four seed going in and and getting the national championship, you know, the actually facing adversity, but uh, a great coach, you know, he figured it out. It, it's crazy when you think that 10 of the SEC championships in this century are, are Nick Saban led teams when you lump in his two that he had with LSU. So, I mean, that that's an impressive resume to just be that consistent in arguably the toughest football conference, you know, pro college or amateur it's, uh, you know, it, it's a dogfight in the SEC, and Nick Saban's a legend. I mean, you know, like the name Bear Bryant, I think, has to go down a peg when you talk about Nick Saban's career and what he's been able to do since then. And we talk about quarterback whispers and Pete Carroll. Imagine the course of history if Miami Dolphins doctors tell Nick Saban to go with Drew Brees instead of Dante Culpepper. Who knows <laughs> what would have changed our Marver, we have about a minute and a yeah. half left. Yeah, Sure. Talk to us about your thoughts of the GOAT, Nick Saban, um, at Alabama. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it's seven championships. The LSU in 2003, Alabama was 09, 11, 12, 15, 17, and 20. He was 17 years at the University of Alabama, and that's impressive. But I don't know if anybody else in this room can say they saw Nick Saban play in college, and I did. He was a safety for Kent State University, and in 1972, they won the championship uh, of the conference. It was their first bowl game and probably last championship since then. And then the next year, they were knocked off the top by another school, you know, that I went to. But whatever, we'll leave that alone. But he had, he had some great years, even working his way up with another MAC team, Toledo, where he started. And eventually, he he proved. I, I thought he might actually win this year and go out on top. I thought that, you know, again, seventy-two years old. I mean, you don't go on forever, except for Marver. But what it is 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 a, you know, there comes a time or maybe you want to hang out with your grandchildren or you, you know, I mean, it's a lot that they give up. I mean, the, 
the recruiting. I mean, the whole you know, September to January thing. It's it's a lot. I mean, I, I get. I, I don't think I would want to do that. So they've given up a lot, and I think there comes a time where they they want to. You know, now they see the end is in their mind, and they want to. You know, uh, take do some things, travel more, whatever, uh, hang out with the, with the wife, whatever it may be. Uh, and and that's those are all factors. And again, he'd be a great analyst. <laughs> so uh, maybe, maybe there's going to be a, a booth full of of seventy year old geniuses, uh, you know, in the NFL and college, even in the studio. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't have to travel too far. He could go to wherever the studio is in New York or LA or whatever it is and hang out there. But these are guys that somebody's going to want either in, t- in television or in on another team if they're still willing to do so. But like I say, there comes a time where you, where you want to slow down. I mean, I can tell you that that, that is true because I can feel it myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate that you're always coming around the sports cubicle <laughs> and joining us around the water cooler. And we want to make sure that you guys are following us all over the universe. We're on Twitter at sports cubicle TV. Let us know your thoughts that Bill Belichick is gone. Nick Saban is gone. Pete Carroll is gone. It is a brand new day in the National Football League. And we're going to be breaking down if they find new homes, the new faces around the league that are going to be holding and going to be leading these NFL teams into the next season. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. He's Devin Tingle. He's Paul Shabari. I'm Mike Mercado. We got more coming up next here on the Sports Cubicle on WCPT 820 AM and now WSBC 1240 AM.